show H in a way. I'm your host H and we will be talking about all things Arsenal. What a first episode to start this show with. Last night, last night for me, um, but whenever you are listening to I'm referring to of course the Sunday evening um, local time game of Arsenal versus Liverpool. What a game, what a game. And I can't remember how, if I've been that excited um, after a game. I'm sure I can remember, um, for example, last season against Wolves when we came back from um, one goal down to win 2-1 in extra time. That was amazing. But against a team of this stature, um, winning 3-2 and convincingly so I would say for all um, intents and purposes I, w- I have to say that this is this has been I mean this season of course but this game was just amazing amazing <laughs> um, yeah let's start with the game first so um before the game the this liverpool side and of course just the liverpool club itself has been such a boogeyman um competition for arsenal i can remember i don't know even like 2015 2014 when the liverpool sides were doing well but not that well they had holes in the back um no disrespect in particular, but um, they had players like um, Agar and Alberto Moreno. Um, they had some, they were scoring a lot of goals with Suarez and Coutinho and the likes, but they were shipping goals in ton. And then I, I remember like Arsenal teams would go to Anfield, of course, or even at the Emirates, they would just... It would just be a most, I mean, thrilling, of course, but also frustrating 2-2, two, 3-3 two, three, three games. I particularly remember this 3-3 three, three game where I think final Arsenal goal scorer was uh, Giroud. So um, they've always been this such a, a boogeyman side for Arsenal, as I said. Um, so in running up to this this game um last four matches against um last four games against uh liverpool have been like we haven't really scored in those last games against them and we've shipped i can remember um six goals where one of them was a draw in the in the in the league cup um at Anfield, none, none. <laughs> I mean, that's that was a good defensive defensive performance, but I've always just um, had not had good um, vibes just going into this game, which is um, I'm sure a lot of Arsenal fans can can uh, relate to. But when the team sheets for this game um, came out. Let's just say I was surprised to see um, Tomiyasu um, on the left back because, um, and I was just wondering, I I hadn't read or um, seen that, like, still, because Tomiyasu played the whole game against uh, Bode Glimt uh, just three days ago on Thursday and being all that is said about Thursday, Sundays, um, I was just I, I was just sure that 
Tomiyasu will not play. Um, Zinchenko or Tierney would play, but then the um, closest training session prior to the game, um, Zinchenko was nowhere, nowhere to be seen. Um, so I just imagine Tierney would start because uh, also against Salah um, in on the right of Liverpool and then so our left should be a little bit more conservative than Zinchenko um, so even against Spurs I was um, I had um, in my first 11 tyranny because I was let's just say kind of um, aware of the Spurs' front three um, of Son Richarlison and Harry Kane and in this game um, too I was thinking that it 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 has to be our best um, choice to have Tierney on the left and not Zinchenko but hey I thought um, apparently Zinchenko was injured so he he was in the stands not even in the, in the squad but Tomiyasu was um, a surprise addition to say the least and leading up to that and then how well he did let's just say something about Tomiyasu um, I think I'm not sure if the intention was that but I'm pretty sure it kind of was because adding Tomiyasu to our back four just make them like tall and strong the, the four all four um, players in our uh, in our back line, Ben White, um, Saliba, Gabriel, and Tomiyasu, that's, a, that's six feet more strong, mobile uh, defenders. And there's something to say about Salah being not an out-and-out winger, but a, but a, a wing forward, like a right-sided forward, because he always cuts into his favorite left foot. So having a dominant right footer in Tomiyasu, I know he's ambipedal and all that. So of course, even if um, the players like their fullbacks cut um, back and overlap um, with Salah, Tomiyasu is still able to deal with it. But I think that was part or the majority of motivation to start Tomiyasu instead of um, instead of Kieran Tierney but hey um, also could have been some knock to Tierney but he did but he did get substituted on um, later in the game so yeah maybe it was purely technical um, and then when the game started Arsenal like Arsenal it's a it's a thing now isn't it because I've been I've been noticing this um, that first 10-15 minutes of either half Arsenal just come out all guns blazing it's just there's this such an urgency and such a, a desire to just kind of shock the team teams into submission and then you can actually see in the past games I can remember Spurs Spurs were pinned back for good chunk of um, 15-20 minutes and then they started gaining some confidence afterwards but we scored the goal uh, the Thomas Party goal came in that kind of period of uh, domination and that has been the kind of the Arsenal MO uh, this season there were some um, flashes of this I would say last season as well where they would aim to start strong but then maybe um the pressing wouldn't be as in unison as it has been this season or our passing would be lackluster in the latter half of season last year um the the absence of thomas Partey, tierney um which meant that we would be losing um possession in our own half in defensive midfield positions and in left back positions so that was just a thing that maybe we couldn't do last season or maybe just everyone 
in this very young squad is just a year older and then more mature and more confident on the ball and more um more kind of used to the tactics that Mikel Arteta is using um so that has been such an important and kind of like just amazing to watch when they just come out all guns blazing as i said um in the theme of arsenal of course uh that it 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 is it just shocks the teams i i feel that it just kind of lulls them into this um defensive position even if they do try to press our our passing is so great and so accurate and we have a lot of these kind of um midfielders who cannot be pressed they are press resistant like thomas parte um odegar and um jaga to an extent because he's been deployed in this kind of advanced position so yeah anyway um moving more into the nitty gritties of the game itself um the we are really strong it's crazy like i somehow missed the martinelli goal but then because it came at what 58 seconds and i just turned back and it was just scored and i just turned on my tv and i was like oh um a minute too much late um but so yeah um and then we and then over the half i felt that uh it was very clear that liverpool started gaining a, a little bit of control over and over and then um because it was the thing that they still went with kind of this 4-2-4 formation that they kind of experimented with rangers and i w- wasn't sure that whether they would do um this 4-4 again or they would go to their um um normal um premier league tried and tested formations but um yeah and then i i was assured that um that we would be able to uh, dominate their um henderson and thiago midfield their two so to say with our um i, I know i raved about our press r- resistant midfielders and but they started gaining more and more confidence and then it just seemed to me that they were uh, bypassing our midfield their whole kind of um tactic with this 424 of theirs is they have these four really good forwards um uh being um Jota, Firmino, Nunez and Zala um not Firmino but Diaz in this case so i was just and i was just kind of uh petrified of them just pinging balls in front of um their strikers behind our defenders and kind of just long ball uh, bypassing our m- midfield outright and so i was a little bit i had some inkling that of course this can happen this will happen they had sc- scored in this exact way against rangers if i'm not wrong but um i think they tried a lot of times for nunez i remember watching the game and i i wrote this down in my notes that N- liverpool was just getting caught offside um quite a few times um i'm not sure how uh maybe it was a bunch of offsides in a 10-15 minute um period but then nunez has a very had a very good game but he still had some issues staying um onside but then as the game went on i was just i was just a little bit scared um as i'm sure every arsenal fan is just watching it or just being in the stadium they would just it, you can just you can just feel it can't you? you can feel the momentum and then they 
they didn't really have a, a lot of um a lot of like true chances so to say by true chances i mean like um some very like close to the goal that ramsdale has had to um kind of save outright i think um so they in the first half they as in as in liverpool they had one big chance and of course they had i think um more shots yes but we had more shots on target and um but they did seem a little bit um uh, more dangerous just just um just by watching the game like with with the eye test they were looking way more dangerous and i did um um write this down as well like they did seem to have more of the ball of course they had in the first half 62% um compared to our 38 but then we were getting way easier in the way more easily in the kind of dangerous areas as arsenal likes to do be in the half spaces of the opposition and then we were getting into their areas more in a counter attacks but then also it has there has to be something said about the work rate of Martinelli Jesus of course and Saka in this game too he was on it he was on it like as soon as we lost the ball um we would just kind of everyone would be making those lines running back and helping out and this was of course an important part of the game and so i think we for the most part we kept our defensive line um pretty solid i can only remember this one chance that um that saliba kind of almost scored an own goal with and rams and ramsdale had to make like a quick um drop down smart save yeah and um after being 1-0 up i i was sure i wrote this down actually i i wrote this at the 33rd minute that liverpool are looking dominant and what do you know just 1 minute later um luis diaz makes this cross run and um just pings the ball to um nunez from in between um saliba's legs and gabriel couldn't reach the ball and then nunez had 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 to make a simple finish he did and this was kind of this one motion it was nothing really trent had the ball um from outside the uh, for as a as throwin he got it back from thiago he just pinged it forward nunez nunez was offside when gabriel touched it but since he did um the whole action the next phase of action was onside and then simple enough cross and finish and yes it was a gabriel mistake i would say but um i'm not sure what can you do that much more um but of course uh if you want to be a really good defender you can't be making these mistakes you have to position yourself correctly and not just lunge and try to toe poke um the balls and then actually be able to either uh, get it away or control it i think he was neither here or there um so that happened and then i did notice that like we were kind of we were looking dangerous going forward but then we just kept losing the ball we lost the ball i think parde lost some balls or although i think it's just once or twice because he was he was really good throughout the game and i mean really good um because all this um press resistance ravings of um arsenal thomas parte is a big 
cog in the machine of the said press um, resistance because if not for him in being that single pivot and I know it's, there's so much been said about this um, precarious position of um, six that Thomas Pardy plays um, so he did do really well overall and then it's, it just wasn't enough in the final third um, from Arsenal especially um, in the late stages of the first half but then what do you know a Liverpool free kick and then um, and then I think Pardy headed it out and then Jesus just took the ball and started running with it counter was on I think he passed it to um, Ben White I'm not sure and then somehow um, I think uh, Saka uh, got the ball from Martinelli to Saka it was um, it was just a wonderful cross um, I might be mistaken in who actually got the ball in the transition but the final action um, Martinelli just sold the pair of Henderson and um, Trent Trent made a horrible mistake Trent had the um, had the assignment he was the middle of the back three in that transition in the in that transition defense but then he just left his post and ran to Martinelli in hope I think to stop the cross but then it wasn't to be Martinelli took one instep with his stronger foot and then just crossed the ball there's one thing also to be said although Gabriel did make that mistake he also was the middle of our front three in transition he ran all the way um, and then was the reason that Saka wasn't really marked by anyone and he had the wherewithal to jump over the ball kind of like leave the ball just let it run through Saka and then easy enough finish at the end so um, for all the kind of critique that rightly so that um, Gabriel is gonna receive from this game and some of his previous mistakes in the previous games but he should also receive the appropriate amount of credit for his work and for his kind of just um, just being a solid part of uh, that Arsenal defense that everybody's raving about so much I mean it's not just Saliba you know it's also Gabriel most of the times he has to deal with the left half of the field where Zinchenko or, or Tierney just bomb forward and then we have to kind of um, do with our back three in Ben White's Saliba and Gabriel so Ben White um, defensively because of our tactics of course does so much more than our um, left sided fullbacks because their assignment is to kind of run and support and do and be this kind of forward linking midfielder um, so just to overload the midfield in general and Gabriel you have to say he has to do the job of one and a half man because he has to kind of hold his own post be the left center back and also deter the attacks um, make tackles and such in the left half so kind of as a cover for the left back as well so this has to be noted it cannot go without um, without um, given enough kind of acknowledgement because I do see like even Arsenal fans especially Arsenal fans they're they're always on to Gabriel and I think he receives much more of flack than he deserves actually so that there is something to be said about that um, and then the ending the half on that note was I mean it 
must have been such an encouragement um, in the dressing room because I also noticed that everybody, every single player, I'm sure uh, because of Arteta, they just ran into the tunnel. They, 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 just have, they just had no time to wait, even more kind of hurriedly than um, Liverpool players being one goal down. And then um, Arsenal players were just kind of hurrying back into the t- tunnel um, just to prepare for the second half. So that was a kind of a little nice thing to see. And second half rolled around. Um, Liverpool made changes in the first half. I think it was an unfortunate incident that Luis Diaz had to be sub off, uh, subbed off, and then apparently at the end of the game he was seen leaving the ground in crutches. So uh, hopefully he um, gets well soon. And then at the end of the half, um, Trent was. Substituted for Joe Gomez. Um, at the end of the game, Klopp said that it was injury. It was injury. He repeated it. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 injury. But um, I, I have this little inkling that it was, it was both. It was the, because he was um, at fault, partly at fault for both of the first half goals for Arsenal. <laughs> Some people will say primarily at fault. Um, and he also got stepped on by Martinelli um, unintentionally, of course. So, I mean, I'm sure there's some injury component involved, but I don't know. I don't know. And second half, as I alluded to before, Arsenal just came out flying, I felt. And th- there was this one... I, I noted this. There was this one little um, change that Arteta made so so to not be a kind of dominated by their two of their midfield in um, Henderson and Thiago what we did we kind of moved to this uh, kind of one four like like kind of this uh, one three one so of course like four in the Back and then Pardi was kind of left behind and then and then Xhaka and Odegaard they just pressed. Um, I felt the two midfielders of Liverpool so that they didn't really have time to turn and make their little um, leisure pass. Um, mostly the to the sides as they were uh, um, trying to do the whole of the first half. So this kind of created this uh, first of all we, sh- we showed way more uh, way more urgency and then I don't think Liverpool expected this um, change so we were I think um, quite uh, dominant in the first I would say another fifth a uh, good 15 minutes of the second half and um, there was this big Odegaard chance there was uh, I think he just he just had all the space in front of him, but then he, of course, took the shot, and then he could have just, I don't know, just um, placed it in a, in the corner or something. He just shot it straight at Allison, and of course got saved. And I was thinking, I was thinking because we were creating a lot of chances. Arsenal as a whole, there were a lot of ping the ball side to side in dangerous areas with intent. But I was, this was just in the back of my mind that if we don't take these chances, we might regret them later. And I actually noted this down at about like um, 51st minute. And what do you know? It was, I don't know, it was like 52nd, 53rd minute that um, Firmino scored. Look, I don't, I don't know. I mean, when Jada had the ball in the midfield, there was nothing, no danger at all no clear-cut um, failure in defense at that point because he was being kind of covered by Saka and Partey, if I'm not wrong. Um, they were in the vicinity, so, so, so it's not like he had all the time in the world. But he just picked out um, Firmino making this run on the blind side of Saliba. And... Saliba was caught, I think, in 
two minds because uh, he was just left flat-footed. He his body position, I think, was all wrong. He should have gone with Firmino, but I'm not sure. I mean, we were playing very high up, so of course it's partly the um, risks of playing that high up. Um, that's the that's the kind of the opposite side of the coin that um, having the attacking superiority and, and domination these things can happen so um, again I think it was a Saliba mistake and then Gabriel ran towards Firmino but it was a pretty good finish I have to say he didn't, he didn't even look at the goal like I saw he was he just he just exactly knew where the side net was and he just um, had this kind of like laser shot finish and yeah 2-2 I was very frustrated I was thinking we could have easily had this in the bag not easily but you know maybe we shouldn't have probably uh, conceded that but hey this is the um, this is the kind of the other side of playing Liverpool in this form in this season, of course, because they are shipping goals. They are shipping. They shipped three goals against Brighton just uh, last week, and then. But you have to be kind of aware of their kind of attacking acumen, so to say. There are four players in the front. Diaz got substituted. Um, it was it was still very kind of dangerous, even to this Arsenal defense that we are so sure about i mean much sure about than that our defenses of the past uh that is for sure but um again and then arsenal they do seem that they just brush themselves off and then just start doing what they were doing i think this is i think this comes from the mentality but how but like this mentality is has to be nurtured in the on the training ground, um, by the manager, by the coaching staff. And, you know, there's, there's so much said about um, the soft underbelly of um, Arsenal's game, just Arsenal itself, Arsenal of the past. And this was a great uh, kind of counter-argument to that. Like, Arsenal has improved, even though we're young right now, even though... Uh, we haven't had much experience in uh, winning of all sort of all sorts of uh, trophies or being in those um, being in the brightest stages in European football. But we, even being equalized, having the game kind of like snatched away from them against run of the play, it was two two. They still got up, started doing what they were doing, and. Just it was business as you as usual. I felt because it was, um, the same things kept happening. Um, Martinelli, Jesus, Saka, Odegaard, uh, Shaka, Partey. They were just on it, just like that. Um, there was this kind of a big injury scare. I felt with the Jesus just um, from, from the point of view of uh of, the camera. He just kind of kind of like flopped he just i thought some like some uh, boot hit his head and he just kind of like he just he just he was just plop like it it was kind of scary but then uh we saw the replay it was an elbow of uh Tsimikas. i don't know i don't know like it seemed like he didn't really it wasn't really intentional but hey you know it's i'm not i'm not sure i'm sure there's an argument to be made like he led with his elbow. He kind of knew where Jesus's head was, but I'm not sure. And then just ten minutes later, or something like, the, um, Arsenal dominant attack. We just kind of pushing them back. There were four, five, six players in their box, and um, the penalty. Oh, the penalty! There's, there's. The whole Liverpool fandom is up in flames. It's it's crazy. Um, I think it's a soft penalty, but it's, it's a penalty. Now, soft penalty doesn't mean that it's not a penalty. 
he was trying to control it. Uh, Jesus was trying to control the ball. But then Thiago just kicked Jesus's foot. Um, it is a soft penalty because it's not as stone wall as, um, I don't know, some of the like the uh, two-footed uh, studs up tackle on somebody's knee, of course. But um, there's, of course, something to be said when you kick someone's foot when they're trying to control. It's a, if it's outside the box, it's a free kick. If it's inside, it's a penalty. Simple as that. So um, the penalty happened. And then after that, so by the way, when 2-2 happened, Klopp made a substitution. That was very interesting because he was trying to shut up shop, I felt. Because as I think um, around 53rd minute that they scored, about 10 minutes or so, 15 minutes, he made, um, he took out Salah, <laughs> win for Tomiyasu, and put in Fabinho. And um, there was this bunch of kind of events that just showed that Liverpool was just done. They just wanted to go home with one point, and then it showed. I mean, Matip uh, replaced for Konate, uh, Salah uh, substituted with Fabinho, so they took one player out of there attack and Joe Gomez yellow carded for time wasting imagine that in 71st minute 20 minutes to go so they were just trying to shut up shop who would have thought Liverpool would come to this ground to the Emirates where all their fans they just rave about how Arsenal is just six points waiting for them every season every year and here we go. You equalized just enough, like you did just enough against the run of the play, and then you're trying to shut up shop. Um, hey, I know, I know. So after that, it was all Arsenal. After the penalty, um, Saka, there's so much composure, so much poise. Uh, there's Everything's been said about the Euros, everything's been said about um, the racism that he received. But just the poise on the spot, just shutting down all the noise around him. Because it took like around five minutes for the game to continue. There was some spat between Gabriel and Henderson. Again, I read some um, some of the reports after the game. I read some of the some of the comments on it. So there was apparently something said by Henderson to Gabriel and people are thinking that it, it is of um, kind of abusive nature. Um, I'm not surprised, I'm not surprised. Let's see what it is, but um, I don't know. I'll be surprised if you are surprised. So um, I'm not saying that he did, I'm not saying that he didn't, but let's just see. I think the matters refer to the FA and they will see what's what. Uh, so there's that. And then I love that Shaka was kind of um, in Henderson's face because I think people did hear or when Gabriel told his compatriot um, Allison and Firmino, they were giving weird looks to Henderson. I was watching the game and there was all that jazz. So I was like, uh, mm, this is something, you know, and then there's something. And then Klopp wasn't allowed to say anything after the game. I think he was asked by a reporter and he was like, I'm not allowed to say because probably the benches were informed by the referee during the game that um, something of this nature had happened. So I'm sure, I hope it gets figured out. Uh, uh, I don't know, man, John Terry vibes. Um, so anyway, throughout, throughout all this, Saka had to keep his composure. You know, like imagine the harm, imagine the trauma he'll have to suffer if he missed this one. Um, so that's the thing, I mean, big game, big player, let's go, you know? And uh, yeah, and then through after that, after that, I felt like um, not even a single moment, like 
I felt comfortable. I felt comfortable because Liverpool somehow just felt defeated. They just felt kind of toothless. They weren't doing much in the attack, kind of lobbing the ball forward. And um, their forwards weren't having a lot of fun in our half. I think our defenders stepped up. Gabriel. Gabriel had a very good second half. I'm not sure if you noticed. Um, I don't know if you watch the game, kind of, if you watch the game again, kind of look at his movements. And then especially the second half, he's very, very aggressive. Didn't even let them kind of take the ball and turn their strikers. And just very commanding of his area. And um, I'm not sure what I'm uh, missing here. But yeah, as soon as the final whistle went, the full-time whistle went. And I just love the reaction. I just, I think Gabriel just fell to the ground and kind of like just, um, like just elated out, out of his mind, I think. Ben White and Saliva just jumped up in one of those like movie endings, you know, when the frame just stops and then the two friends are in the air, sunset in the background. And so, um, yeah, and then it was just, it was just, just elation, you know, um, what, a, what a game, um, Arsenal have been crazy good this season. I don't have, to, I don't have to tell you that. I might have told um, the fans of the teams throughout the league because they have been, I mean, the Arsenal slander, right? You know about it. I know about it. It's just what it is. And this season, hey, I, I think uh, there's something to be said about us kind of either chasing the game or when we are drawing the game we just we are just changing it to wins i feel because there have been times for example against fulham we went one nil down our mistake at the back but then we just rallied forward and then just everyone every single player on that pitch into a win because remember last season we weren't even changing kind of fighting our way from losses to even and draw because I think there was only one there was only one game that we came back from goal a goal down that was Wolves and at the start of the podcast I I just kind of said how that was the most memorable game for me last season um, one of the most and there's something to be said about this kind of like the uh, the mentality and the cojones, as Troy Dini would say. <laughs> and yeah, it's just a, it's, it looks like it's been a feature of this Arsenal team. Um, and also this feature, another feature of this Arsenal team, I want to kind of point out this uh, first and second half, just like at the start, they just come out firing. And I think it is like a tactical um, maneuver to have. Um, and then there's been so much talk on social media. Who have we played yet? Yeah. I don't think we've played anyone yet because we haven't played anyone above us yet. So Tottenham, Manchester United, um, Liverpool. Um, there was so much after that. United defeat away that hey Arsenal is just no substance all smoke hey, that's the only the first test of their season they capitulated anyone who didn't see that game was like they capitulated whereas we kind of uh, control the game bit naive after equalizing he kind of turned our um, kind of like the FIFA ultra attacking where we didn't need to anyway i think this team and arteta have learned from this from that game the away old trafford game um and then again like who has been the 
best player? I would say there are multiple um, contenders for that. But I do think that um, this was our biggest test yet. Not just this season. I think this has been a really big test in general for this Arsenal team's progression. Um, Arteta's as a Arteta's um, managerial progression because this Liverpool team has been such a boogeyman for this Arsenal team. And to be honest, granted, they're in a bad form, but in a game like this, I don't think a bad form really matters that much that people kind of just brush them aside. Oh, you only beat Liverpool because they were just not good. You know, I don't think that's the case. Because who has really changed in their personnel? Um, Mane left, but other than that, they have a hundred million odd pound striker. Um, and it's just, it's just everyone else is just the same. They're older a bit, whatever the reasons of their bad form, tactics and so on. It's just their uh, pressing metrics are uh, very much down. Uh, but other than that, they turned up, they played really good. I think if they played like this, their other games, they wouldn't have drawn with Fulham. They wouldn't have drawn with Brighton. But um, their defensive frailties are still out in the open. But I really think that it takes a team like Arsenal to also stop their attack and exploit their defense at the same time. I don't think they're going to finish at 10th or whatever, like lower half of the um, table this season. I'm pretty sure that they'll finish top four. That's their season. That's for them to do. But I really think that um, for us, um, moving on, for us, for Arsenal, would it be really a disappointment now that if we finish fourth, not second, not third, I don't think um, there has been some shouts of title challenge. At this point, of course, I'll say it's a title challenge because no other team is challenging City. We are, but um, as the season goes on, it may not be a title a challenge anymore they might be up there city that is city might be up there outright outright title um winner so to say i don't know by january or something because this is such a weird season this is such a strange season with the winter world cup and the season being kind of cut into two halves and this you know what this has the vibes of this this has the vibes of the covid nba playoffs i'm not sure um how much you guys are kind of aware of the the basketball world but it has been touted as the mickey mouse championship people just don't give enough credit to this um to the covid playoff because they played in a bubble um no team could kind of uh there was no home in a way no um, kind of fans. It was just in a bubble. And then let's say, let's say people have things to say about it. I don't, I don't think that it's valid. I think that everybody had the same um, challenges. Every team faced the same kind of difficulties. So um, this is not to say that people are saying that about this Premier League season. This is to say that in a special circumstance i can see this coming up if arsenal um continued to do well uh this half this side of the world cup and the other side of the world cup so i don't know keep that in mind um but to go back would it be a disappointment that um if we finish fourth and not second not third um i don't think so 
the reason I say that, yes, the performance indicators, the KPIs change if you do well, if you do, um, I don't know, more than expect or less than expect as the season goes on, but there has to be some stringent, some strict milestones to be set. Our milestone, our kind of goal for this season was to finish in the top four and then we'll take our season forward from there um take our team forward from there um in the next season but so that should be our first our first um i'm not gonna say only goal but that should be the priority in itself because hey if we can finish fourth let's let's see let's see if we can push for third let's see if we can push for second and dare i say so um that has been i mean this game this game has been i think there's so much to talk about in the space of arsenal how have we kind of <clears throat> arteta all that um this team youngest team on average last year i think we are second youngest uh, this season after southampton and um there's just so much goodwill and excitement around the club right now the fans um you can just you can just feel it i don't know anyway i think i've rambled on for long enough um Next up, Boda glimped in the midweek and leads away. I hope Arsenal uh, does really well in both of these games. Leads away might be tricky, but because they are this very high-pressing, high-octave team, but I think we should be able to deal with them well. And Boda glimped away is also a tricky game, to be honest. Um, they are kind of of the similar mold pressing attacking not taking any prisoners but i'm quite excited to see this next uh couple of games in this kind of hectic hectic october but let's see how it goes how this podcast is gonna work i think um at this point i am trying to do it uh once a week other than that i wish you a very nice day and i will see you next week bye bye